Hello there. Welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent, and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashams in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. Today we take a look at how the Ebola outbreak has affected African football. Liberia's national team and their clubs involved in continental competitions have been burdened with huge expenses as they've had to play home matches in other countries. Because where you have to take all of your players about 39 pressings to another country just to have a game played, that's a cost of too much of money. In this situation, it's also embarrassing calf. Also, Morocco was punished severely by CAF for pulling out of hosting the Nations Cup. So has CAF handled the Ebola crisis correctly? And considering how difficult the situation is, could they have done anything differently? And also we take a look at Didier Drogba's amazing cup achievements with Chelsea. To have played for Chelsea in 10 major cup finals is an amazing and probably unique record. That's all coming up. Well, now to our look at how the Ebola outbreak has affected African football. Guinea, Sierra Leone and Liberia are the three countries most affected by the virus, which has caused around 10,000 deaths. Well, these three countries have been forced to play their international home matches away from home in other countries at national team and club level, and it's had huge financial implications for those nations. Liberia's Barak Young Controllers, or BYC, were in the Gambia last weekend for a CAF Champions League match against Real de Banjul. It was a home game for BYC, but they had to play in another country. Mali refused to let them play there on neutral ground, so they had to play in Banjul and ended up losing 1-0. Well, before the game, Mamadou Ba spoke to Alfonso Arma, the Secretary-General of the Liberia Football Association, and he asked how Ebola has affected football in Liberia. It has affected not just Liberian football, but it affected Africa's football in particular. Whereas CAF was forced to make a decision that we have to leave our country to play in another country. You know that's a harsh decision. It's hurting us badly because if we want to uh, attach monetary value to what we, well, what we have gone through now, of course you will, you will have a clear appreciation of what we've done in Liberia. Because where you have to take all of your players, about 39 persons, to another country just to have a game played, that's a cost of too much of money. In this situation, it's also embarrassing calf. For us in Liberia, it embarrasses our football development program because on July 27, we were forced to suspend all football activities. That lasted for a period of six months where our players were not allowed to go play football. They were not allowed to do anything, anything that related to football. You know, that's a hard decision we took. It created a serious setback. Today, the clubs are finding it really, really difficult to get by on a normal fit, uh, status because it's like uh, you, most of them lost control of the players. They never had control of players and how to, to maintain a diet and so forth. So today that has become one of our biggest challenges. It's really a big challenge and of course as I said it hasn't only affected Liberian football but um, world football in, in general because it has restricted the movement of people um, uh, even within, within West Africa. There are even travel bans um, issued with um, some of your um, neighbours. But um, um, listening to um, reports coming from Monrovia yesterday that um, for the first time since May, there isn't any reported case of um, Ebola. So that should be a welcome news. Of course, of course. Uh, yesterday, uh, the last patient, uh, the Chinese, the Chinese uh, 
recruitment unit uh, was discharged. That's a good, good development for us. And I just, I'm just hoping that CAB is monitoring the situation so that our next home match will be playing our home because where we now our our team BYC, uh, the team which have um, held in as, uh, as held in dedication, is faced with serious financial constraint. BYC has spent uh, close to seven hundred thousand. So even even if BYC happened to emerge as a winner of this tournament, how much are you going to get? So, you know, we need to consider this. You know, our situation now, this is something that we Liberians do not relish. I'm sure no African relish what's happening right now. The issue of Ebola, it has also sad Liberian to the extent that even if you happen to visit one of your uh, of the entry points, the way in which you are you are you are screamed at the entry points is that you feel discriminated upon. There are a lot of things that go on that happen to us. Uh, but I want to say to you that I have a clear appreciation of what uh, took place at the, the Banjo airport. When we got there, the securities were very, very much cooperative. The medical staff there, we, were nev- we never felt that we were, at- we were away when we got at the airport because there were a lot of countries that we visited prior to Banjo. Of course, I felt that, I, I'm, that indeed I'm not an African. Well, my uh, visit to the Gambia airport, it, it, it makes me to believe that indeed I'm at home. So I want to extend my tremendous amount of gratitude to the people of Gambia, especially the president of Gambia. That's Alfonso Arma, the Secretary General of the Liberia Football Association, talking to Mamadou Ba last weekend. He was the head of delegation for Barack Young Controller's CAF Champions League game against Real de Banjul. BYC lost 1-0 and went out 2-1 on aggregate. Well, two main issues there, Solomon. The financial implications for football in those three West African countries affected by Ebola and more generally the issue of your humanity being affected or offended if you travel from an Ebola-affected nation. If you look at the first issue, which is finances, you know, it takes quite a lot to uh, play away games, especially across the continent of Africa. Uh, sometimes you have to fly up to Europe and then come back into Africa. So the finances is definitely something that, you know, is going to cost a lot for club sites uh, to travel. You know, it's going to really cost a lot. They have to really dig deep. They don't have major sponsors, a lot of these clubs. Maybe in this situation, you would expect that CAF will assist clubs uh, from ebola affected uh, region uh, when they play on a neutral ground and the second issue steve of uh, humanity i think is sometimes i feel there's been a, a, a bit of a human rights abuse you know in quotes right there uh, sometimes i feel that airport officials don't handle things the way that uh, they should. There's a lot of sensitivity to this. You know, it's more like, uh, you know, you, you're trying to, to, to look down on somebody because of certain situation in their country. So it's a very sensitive issue, no doubt. Um, now, Morocco was uh, punished severely by the Confederation of African Football for pulling out of hosting this year's Nations Cup finals. Um, so has CAF handled the Ebola crisis correctly, would you say? And considering how difficult the situation is, uh, could CAF have done anything differently? Yeah, I feel uh, CAF has handled the Ebola crisis in a very great way. Uh, you know, moving the, the, the tournament from Morocco in just less than uh, 60 days over to Equatorial Guinea, they brought in a lot of professionals, uh, medical teams, being able to really curtail it. There was no any uh, problems, you know, with football fans traveling and football players traveling, and, and there's, there was no case of Ebola, which was uh, really great. 
because he showed that you know Cav is really able to do it but in the way Cav really punished uh, Morocco uh, banning Morocco for four years that is two tournaments and uh, also uh, Morocco to pay a fine of about a million dollars and also Cav uh, asked uh, the Moroccan Football Association to pay nine million dollars which is quite a lot of money in compensation for a withdrawing at the very last minute uh, in hosting the Africa Cup of Nations. I feel it was a bit too much. This is not just about Moroccan uh, Football Association. We're talking about the lives of young football players coming out of Morocco. Uh, you know that for the next four years, they're not going to be able to compete in any kind of like major championships, you know, which is not really great. In that regard, when it comes to the crisis, I felt uh, CAF didn't do well. I felt it was a bit too much. And it was it's great that the tournament went on well in Equatorial Guinea without any outbreak of Ebola or any case of Ebola uh, or any crisis coming out of it. So it just shows that, Steve, that, you know, Ebola can be contained and be and be dealt with. And I felt a calf got the opportunity to do that. Well, thanks very much, Solomon. You can give us your views on this on Facebook and on WhatsApp. Do you think the CAF has handled the Ebola crisis correctly? And considering how difficult the situation is, could CAF have done anything differently? And what do you think about the way that Ebola has affected football in Liberia, Sierra Leone and in Guinea? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa. Last week, we had an interview with US-based Gambian Abdullai Mansali, who recently went on a charitable trip to his home village as part of the work of his foundation. And we asked if players do enough to give back to others, given the huge salaries that some of them earn. Well, in the Gambia, Ibrima Barrow says it's magnificent to see our Gambians doing this. Well done to Mansali. Lamine Sangori says, if you once taste the bitterness of hardship, you must always look back to those who are suffering. That's what Mansali did. Kanu also suffered a heart problem. That's why he opened a hospital where children with heart problems can be treated. Hamidou said, I think some footballers do a lot. Our own man Sally, there's Cristiano Ronaldo, who sold his golden boot for a million dollars to help children in Palestine. Modu GJ Colley says, we're proud of Abdullahi Mansali. If I have money, I'll do the same or even more. Cherno Jalu says, I don't believe players are doing enough to give back to the communities who made them what they are today. But one must say kudos to Drogba, Kanu and others. Musa Mane says, I'm so happy about Mansali. This is what it takes to be a patriotic citizen. And a Brian Segai, an Ethiopian listening in Kenya, says we can receive more as we give what we have. Well, thanks very much for those comments. Now, two weeks ago, Ivory Coast legend Didier Drogba picked up another winner's medal as Chelsea beat Tottenham in the English League Cup final. Drogba only played a small part on the pitch, but he continued his incredible record in big finals for Chelsea. Our European football expert Stuart Weir takes a look at Drogba's cup achievements. When Chelsea won the 2015 League Cup final... I suppose it was inevitable that Didier Drogba would put in an appearance. This time, it was just a two-minute cameo at the end of the game, but it was great to see him celebrating with the trophy. This was the fourth League Cup final that Drogba had played for Chelsea. In 2005, Chelsea beat Liverpool, and Drogba scored 
an extra time goal to put Chelsea into the lead. In 2007, Chelsea beat Arsenal 2-1 and Drogba scored in each half and was named man of the match. In 2008, Tottenham beat Chelsea 2-1 in the League Cup final, but Drogba still managed to become the first ever player to score in three League Cup finals. And then, of course, 2015 was the fourth in which he played. Now, as far as the FA Cup is concerned, the record is a bit the same. Four appearances in FA Cup finals for Chelsea. 2007, Chelsea won, Manchester United nil, and Drogba scores the only goal. 2009, Chelsea beat Everton 2-1. Drogba equalises after Everton had taken the lead. A second cup win. And then in 2010, Chelsea retained the FA Cup, beating Portsmouth 1-0, And you'll never guess who scored the only goal and was named Man of the Match. That's right, Didier Drogba. And then in 2012, Drogba became the first player to score in four FA Cup finals when Chelsea beat Liverpool 2-1. And then add to that two Champions League finals. 2012, Chelsea were frankly outplayed by Bayern Munich until Drogba equalised with two minutes left and took the game into extra time followed by a penalty shootout. And guess who scored the final penalty in the shootout to win the cup for Chelsea? That man, Drogba. The only blot in landscape, I suppose, was the 2008 Champions League final, where again the game went to penalties, with Manchester United beating Chelsea 6-5 on penalties. But sadly, Drogba had already seen a red card and played no part in the penalty shootout. But still, to have played for Chelsea in 10 major cup finals is an amazing and probably unique record. Well, that is an astonishing record. Many thanks to Stuart Weir. Uh, Sadly for Drogba, he lost out with the Ivory Coast national team twice in penalty shootouts in the final of the Nations Cup, and he'd retired when the Elephants won it earlier this year. But at club level, his achievements are truly remarkable. Well, that's it for the show, but do get in touch on Facebook and WhatsApp and tell us if you think that CAF has handled the Ebola crisis correctly. And considering how difficult the situation is, could CAF have done anything differently? Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. From me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe. From Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.